as Ferris Bueller said, life moves pretty fast, but he never lived through quarantine. I started this podcast to learn how other people are managing their lives. I'm Emma Berger. Join me for some Words with Friends. What's up, fuckers? We're back with season two of the pod. I'm joined here again by my charming, hilarious, beautiful baby sister, Baby Cam and Barrett. Hello, listeners far and wide. It's been too long. I know I've had many an inquiry in recent weeks about when the pod is coming back. So guess what, people? We're back. Okay, I don't, just quick sidebar for the viewers, um, Emma, you can ignore this. Is anybody else totally noticing that Emma's doing, like, the exact verbal affect of the blonde girl from Call Her Daddy? Is that on purpose? It's called Making a Reference, sweetie. Look it up. Oh, fuck. (laughs) My life just got ruined. What's up, fuckers? I love her intonation. I love punchy. her punchy. She packs a punch. I love her alliteration, and I love the way you can hear Does her. Does she do alliteration a lot? Perfectly, perfectly inflated lips smacking against each other when she speaks. It's very cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna cut that out. No, seriously, I can tell, like, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, I think it's so cool how I can hear everything that mouth do. (laughs) (laughs) Been out of the podcasting game for too long. So shout out to guest numero dos of this podcast, Olivia Jane Morfitt, Mm -hmm. who has recently started her own pod, The Last Word. Check her out. I'll link it in the show notes. Um... Yeah, so Liv started her own pod, and just, she's keeping me on my toes. I gotta be more on my game, putting out new episodes, because mm-hmm. I've been on a bit of a hiatus. What's, a lot has happened since I've, let, let me just quickly, quickly run back the tapes for a second. So, yeah. I was on a good streak with making this pod for a while, in the thick of quarantine. You like a solid month or two. Solid couple months, I think I had nine or ten episodes, and... Then this one decides to move to Michigan. Very cute of me to yeah. do. So wh- what do you think of that whole experience? What did you think of living in America's Midwest? Um, I really had a good time. And I was kind of just doing me um, socially and sexually. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> TMI. Hopefully not for long, though. Um, hopefully not for long, if my real estate broker has anything to say about it. All right. Sidebar, Cam. Take it away. What's um, happening? Today, I saw an apartment in Greenpoint, and the guy showing me the apartment was, like, six foot five. So, <laughs> that's kind of... The beginning middle end for me put a ring on this you know yeah so that would be that would be pretty cool if you ended up with your broker (laughs) (laughs) um like classic all-american dream right just sort of a girl meets broker situation just two brokers in the big city you're such a well i'm not here's the thing i'm not actually a broker 
But if the whole comedy thing doesn't work out... And it won't. And it won't. <laughs> got a career path for you, honey. Gotta break those deals. Yeah, so Cam might... Okay, yeah. The, so Cam moved to Michigan for about six weeks. It was the summer. A lot was going on. Uh, what a else? lot was going on and nothing was going and on. And nothing was going on. But I let me just say, like, when I was more in the depths of core, I was on top of my potting game. And then... You moved to Michigan, so I was hosting you, and then we went to Cape Cod for a week, where Dasha Nekrasova, fellow podcaster, shout out Red Scare. Fellow podcaster and Emma's equal. Okay, so, sidebar number two, some of you may know if you follow me on the gram, but... And they do. And you, yeah, <laughs> if you even know this exists, you definitely follow me on the gram, but... Um, so yeah, Dasha, one of the Red Scare hosts is in Cape Cod, but guess what happened this week? Oh, fuck. You guys are never going to guess. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Except to all of you who follow me on the gram and know this already, but <laughs> I freaking met one of the hosts of Red Scare in Dime Square. Emma was absolutely friggin' psyched about this. Um, she was alone. She had bangs. And well, cut this, cut this. I, I had bangs, yeah. So <laughs> I went down. So Anna and Dasha host the Red Scare. I know both live in Dimes Square. Dimes, for those of you who live under a freaking rock, just kidding, it kind of sucks. Anyway, Dimes. It legit sucks. It actually sucks. Dimes is like the an annoying. actual trash. Yeah. It's like an annoying hipster restaurant in Chinatown, and they both live near there, and it's called Dimes Square. And I was walking around who there. the that? Uh, as far as I know, Red Scare, but I don't know, it might have come from something else, but I was walking around there the other night, and I, who do I see but Anna, and I was really scared to go up to her, but I did, and I'm glad I did, and I was like, oh. She's definitely scary. She was very nice, but like, yes, it was intimidating, but. But I was so brave, and I just, like, I did it, I fucking did it. And she was prepping for the next episode of Red Scare, which is about Bella Thorne's OnlyFans. You guys should check it out. Okay, wait. So, related anecdote. Yeah. Emma. Yes. I told you about this the other day when I came home from work, and it was sort of a mystery. But, basically, I... So, I work at a hardware store as a cashier. Um, And I'm the only broad in that place. Which makes sense to me personally which makes a world of sense but you would think like i feel like the stereotype of catcalling is like construction workers catcalling like a lone broad on the street and it could just be anyone right like you don't even need to be hot to get catcalled by a construction worker so i'm like wait i'm gonna get so much attention at this job which is like fucking dope um and people don't really hit on me that much so that's kind of bad for my self-esteem, but... Wait, you know they're not construction workers, right? No, uh, yes, they are. Oh, okay. The vast majority of our clientele, okay, Emma, okay, okay, okay. not that you know anything about the industry, <laughs> are contractors who are, like, running out to buy shit while they're working on a job. Got it, got it. Contractors being construction Okay, sweetie? Okay, fine. So, maybe do a little research before you host a podcast about the hardware industry. God! (laughs) Sorry, I'm not a professional. Anyway, I didn't... I Maybe I'm just, like, super unplugged, but I didn't know anything about the Bellthorn OnlyFans scandal, and then this guy came in... Oh, sweetie. And he was, like, talking to me, and he was like, oh, are you Bella's sister? 
And I was like, no, who's Bella? And he was like, oh, she's this girl from the neighborhood and she used to do something else, but now she directs porn. And I was like, <laughs> she sounds awesome. Um, and he was like, oh, I just thought maybe you're her sister. And I was like, no. And I had no idea what he was talking about. And then he was leaving and I was like, wait, so who is this? I'm going to look her up. And he was like, just Google Bella. Trust me. You're going to find it. And I was like, okay, dude. And I only realized like two days later that he was talking about Bella Thorne's OnlyFans. Wait, hold up. Bella Thorne is from the neighborhood? Definitely not. I mean, she's also not a porn director. Like nothing he said was correct. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so you know the whole thing with Bella Thorne, right? So I'm a little unclear on the tea. She like, she made an OnlyFans because she's researching for an acting role where she plays a sex worker. Oh, that that thing I think was kind of bullshit. Like, she made an OnlyFans because she, like, kind of got fucked over by Nickelodeon and all this stuff and, like, doesn't have <laughs> that much money and knew she could, like, probably make a shit ton of money on OnlyFans. So yeah. she was charging, like, $50 for a month or whatever. And then, so she, like, inflated all the prices and, like, fucked the return policy and stuff, right? Sort of, yeah. So, like, her normal thing was, like, or maybe it was less than 50 bucks. I know it was less than Caroline Calloway's, which is kind of funny. But in any case, she that had that. so funny. She had that. And her regular membership, like, only got you access to, like, bikini pics or something. Not saying I know this from personal experience. Allegedly only got you yeah. access to You can also pics. just Google, like, Bella Thorne bathing suit. Oh, literally, And yeah. it's like, you don't even need to subscribe. So then the thing was like, oh, but if you pay $200, then you, like, actually... Then you get actual content. Yeah, and I then, see. like, people apparently... Allegedly, who paid two hundred dollars? Not myself, but others, <laughs> um, paid it, and then it was just like her in a robe, like nothing, nothing that nothing scandy. cool. Yeah, it and wasn't then, even fucking cool. And then like all the subscribers were like coming to OnlyFans to request refunds, being like, "This is bullshit." And then they crashed their servers, and then OnlyFans basically went down. And now they put on, like caps on how much people can charge per month, and on. Oh, they only pay their contributors, I guess, once a month as opposed to, like, once a week or whatever. Yeah, that I saw. So. I mean, it's really... Yeah. I guess the impacts are extremely, extremely bad and jeopardize the, like, economic well-being of a ton of, like, independent sex workers. So that's extremely fucked up, but at the same time, I'm like... the. People who paid $200 for nudie pics of Bella Thorne who were like, what the hell? She's yeah. just in a robe. It's like, that's on you, dude. Like, you're too bad. Dumbass. Yeah. Like, don't request a refund. Yeah. You're embarrassing. I hope I told that right, but I think that's right. that all That all lines up with what I've read, which yeah. is like tweets. So, yeah, that was the tea on Bella Thorne, and she's not your sister. What? Yeah, news for Fuck. you, buddy. Wait, it's okay. What? How much are we charging for this podcast? Yeah, guys, subscribe for two hundred dollars on my Patreon. Yeah, are you a patron of any Patreons? Um, no. Lame. Just a fucking grifter. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've so fallen for the grift. Except I actually get, I get more than my money's worth out of the Patreons I patronize. Okay. <laughs> I do it for the culture. 
No, honestly, like I do it for a return on investment, which, which I is extremely high. <laughs> I would not know about this entire scandal if not for my patronage. Where who'd you patronage. learn it from? Uh, it was on Red Scare. Yeah, that's exactly how it came up because I was talking to Anna and then blah 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 blah. I also I heard about it on another pod too, but you listen to a lot of pods. I I pod up, bro. Yeah. So, what's it like working at a hardware store? Um, it really varies day to day. Like, today I had a great day. We were super busy and time was flying on by. Um, the guys I work with are absolutely great. Um, we have nothing in common. These are, like, adult men. They are fathers. They are hardware professionals. They're professional. And I'm, like, a 12-year-old girl. You're, like, creating OnlyFans reels in the back storage room. Not even. I think they would be like, that's really cool. <laughs> but I'm just, like, wearing a sweatshirt, and I'm being like, my boss, it's really nice. My boss orders us breakfast every morning from this deli nearby, and then he's like, what do you want for breakfast? And I'm like, a smoothie. And they're like, I fucking hate you, but they're nice to me anyway. Well, also. They don't hate me. They just don't care about me at all, which makes sense. In the interest of full disclosure, your boss is also our childhood best friend's father. Father. Yeah. So do you- I don't think they resent me for that, though, because honestly, it's like, I think the, the cashier job at this store is always just kind of like, whoever wants it. Like, yeah. my manager's daughter did it for a sec. <laughs> How old is she? All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. That's moving on. <laughs> she was... Twelve. Um, the big one, two, eh? <laughs> um, but, oh yeah, and like, All right, Kaya's yeah. friends have done it and stuff. And do you feel like you're getting comedy content from this, or eh? I, I've posted some good tweets, some good hardware tweets. Oh yeah, t- shout out at Slammerin' Burger. Yeah, follow me on Twitter. Hit the smash the heart. Smash that motherfucking follow, sluts. Back at it again with the call her daddy. Hey. (laughs) Cut that. Um, (laughs) So, oh yeah, I I don't feel that I'm generating content. Um, Also, (laughs) Andy's like, make an Instagram. Make an Instagram for the store. Producer Andy. Oh my god, not oh. not hardware store owner. Anymore. Oh yeah, this is confusing because my producer, producer Andy, my producer plus my producer in life and career, Andrews. <laughs> his name is Andy, and the other Andy is Cam's boss slash our childhood best friend's dad, Andy. Not this is like confused. the least <laughs> yeah. interesting thing in the world. Like people don't care. We're definitely at all. the only two bitches that are confused by this. We're like, oh my god, you guys are probably freaking out. Don't pause that pod. We will fill you in. <laughs> it's not the producer. It's the yeah. <laughs> it's, anyway, it's my boss. <laughs> None of you know the name of anyway, except you, Alex and Kaya. If you listen, and they don't, and they don't. <laughs> Alright. Cool. All right, all right. Um hardware store is great. I'm not really making content. Um I'm I feel at a loss for inspiration. There's like funny stuff happens, but I'm like <laughs> what? wait, tell them about um <laughs> the guy the the older man who came in. 
I don't remember. Who was asking? Who said you were like his girlfriend? Oh my god, this is like this old Caucasian man. He was probably like 70 something. And I was like cashing him out. And then he's like, do you speak Spanish? And I was like, no. And he was like, oh, that is just like my girlfriend. (laughs) Because, you know, she wishes that she speaks French. But, um, you know, she doesn't. (laughs) I was like, all right. (laughs) Bye. Say more. Um, And then he just kind of stood there. He just kind of stayed. And then he left. I feel like Andy, boss Andy, had like 10 stories of definitely murderers who had come into the hardware store. Yeah. So maybe you'll get some of that murder action. There's definitely like murder vibes. Um, (laughs) But murderers stay buying hardware. (laughs) Women be shopping. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no known killers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, we're kind of circling back a little bit, but it's been a minute since we've done the pod. Cam and I were in Cape Cod for a week for vacay, and then um, I came back to New York, and the plan was just, this was supposed to be, producer and Andy and I came back, and this was supposed to be a one-day layover on the drive back to the big hand in the sky, a.k.a. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, fucking right, you idiot. Once fucking once idiot. You, once you get Six up weeks the... later, I'm still in New York fucking city. Exactly. That's the motherfucking world. Um, and yeah, producer and Andy and I are gonna move to Mexico for at least a month, maybe more. Work from Mexico. So that's that's the new plan in life and see see where the where the breeze blows us after that and the breeze stays blowing. Anyway. That could not have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> As Anna would say, that's, that's well said. Does she say that? She says that a lot. I would feel so complimented if she thought something I said was well said. But anyway. Somehow I don't see that for you. <laughs> I don't see that in my future. When I talked to her on the street, she was like, nothing you're saying is well said. Please leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Um, Respect. But she was nice. All right. <laughs> so... Cam came up with a concept for tonight's programming, which was getting a whole pile of DVDs from our dad's apartment, where we're both staying right now, and trekking through the old childhood DVD memories. I don't know. Explain yourself. The old brain box. The old nostalgia wagon. The big red flyer. And it's full of snowballs in your go. Is, is this what they do in the suburbs? You wheel it down the street and you're chucking those stuff around. Wait, what do you think the suburbs is? Like where you do like a snowball fight. I don't know. I'm just talking about like stuff you do as a kid. And then it's like when I was a kid... I would get the old wagon out, etc., etc. You gotta learn how to be funny, man. <laughs> you gotta. Um, let's cut that. So, we just wanted a concept, and I was like, let's do sort of a. What's the word? Walk a down. retrospective. Yes, that is the word. It is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Get fucked. That's the word. Um. So wait, it's a thing that everybody still has like five billion dvds but they watch them like every single day right because like back in the day you'd have like 
five, only five, not five billion. You'd have like 10 DVDs and you're like, well, this is, I guess what I fucking yeah. watch every day. It's like, for my are we going to watch The Incredibles 2? Are we going to watch Legally Blonde 2? Or are we going to watch Ben Lake Beck? And now you turn on your old internet machine and you turn on up. the boob tube and you just get whatever Netflix cooked. Yeah. If you're in the mood to obey. Oh. <laughs> little JJ action, little Jack Johnson for you. Yeah. Whoa. Got those banana pancakes. Fine. All right. Take it, take it away. What's the first, what's the first disc in your stack, man? The first disc that I will pick is going to be School of Rock. Ah, some Jack Black, baby. Some Jack Black. Now, this was a huge staple for us, I would say. Um, just so many iconic characters. This was, to my knowledge, from the ages of like zero to 12, this was like the entirety of Sarah Silverman's career in my eyes. <laughs> and then I turned like 13 and I found out that her whole career was just being like, I have a hairy pussy and I'm like a Jew, Jew. but I'm a girl. And I was like, wait, what? I thought she was just Ned Schneebly's girlfriend in School of Raw. Wait, do you remember this kid's name? Ugh, Zach Mooneyham. So, Zach, so in Ann Arbor, there's, did I tell you about this? In Ann Arbor. No, but I feel like I'm going to freak out. There's a school of rock, which is where producer Andy goes to guitar lessons, and it's literally like a block from my apartment, and straight up, like, Zach Mooney lives in Ann Arbor, and he's a guitar teacher at school of rock. How did we not discuss this when I lived there? I don't know. I mean, what were you going to do? But, like, I don't know. Ring on that, dude. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. Childhood crush alert. So weird. Also, whatever happened to this purple hair kid? Freddie, the drummer. Freddie. Oh, my God. It's really coming back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Miranda Cosgrove, she blew up from this. She was a huge bitch in this movie. I know she was, like, nine, but she was, like, I'm the band manager. And it's, like, well. Dude, I as a kid, I fucking loved her character. It was, like, I need to this girl she gets it okay you're a narcotics officer <laughs> and that's why you have bangs now dude um, i have bangs then too you know who i kind of like because she was by no means the star of the show nor the band she's it's viewers we're, we're looking at the the image on the front of the disc right now but it was the blonde girl with the two pigtails who sang backup vocals, who was like, ooh la la la, ooh la la la, ooh la la la, in that Damn, song. you're like really good. Oh my god. No, it's, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing. You're not hardcore. No, you're not hardcore. Unless you live hardcore. <laughs> okay, we're gonna need to stop. Yeah. What um, happened to Jack Black? Like, what's he up to these days? So, obviously, he did Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> Ethics of that movie, TBD. Um, he literally looks like Kung Fu Panda IRL. Well, I feel like that's such a thing in animation. Like, they... True, true. They draft the character and... Shut up, Cameron. Shut up. <laughs> Um, what's it called? I, for me, this is the peak of his career. Oh, you know who's kind of sexy? Who? Spider from the movie. Who's like the lead singer <laughs> in his band at the beginning. And then Wait. he writes that revenge song about him. He has like the long hair. The <laughs> No. <laughs> that guy is extremely funny and nice. But not sexy. <laughs> Sid is a sloth. Um, Sid was underrated in sex appeal. 
that he wasn't um you know spider anyway not important references are not hitting tonight i'm sorry so yeah that's hard um next dvd sure all right i said dvd but actually this one is a vhs and it is reading rainbow tin forest featuring ps234 and the reason I don't know if any of you out there are reading Rainbow fans, but the reason I pulled this off my old shelf is because... So the dude from reading Rainbow... So, okay. Our elementary school is... PS234. PS234 was a block from the World Trade Towers. So, like, when 9-11 happened, we had a bunch of, like, celebs... People did really nice shit. People, like... Yeah, exactly. So... There was a bunch of stuff. Like, people send, like, gifts all the time and, like, crazy shit all throughout that year. And, like, Jackie Chan came to my elementary school and, like, I got a keychain from Jackie Chan. And then the Reading Rainbow dude came to my school and, you know, created this Reading Rainbow episode about us. And he came to my classroom and was recruiting people and made this this episode that's now on VHS, but I didn't get no on VHS Picked. but also streaming on HBO Max and Disney Plus yes in any case I still apparently have a VHS just looking through that but I wasn't really in it so that was do you think it was because well you know what I'm not gonna say why I think it was why do you think you didn't get <laughs> great question <laughs> I wasn't very cute at <laughs> you were no I was not you were <laughs> you you weren't right for the silver screen. <laughs> I was not. No. Can, Neither was I. Let's delve deep. No, you were, you were like, actually a very cute kid. I, I had transition like, lens glasses, though. But that's fixable. I think I was just, like, so... You wore a lot of Hannah Anderson capris. Which was fine, but... It wasn't cool. It, no, it wasn't cool. I wore those, too, though. Yeah. No, when you're in kindergarten, you just kind of wear what you have to wear, but, like... I don't know. Some kindergartners are cool. Dude, you know who's cool? Who? Benjamin Tupperberg. Kindergarten. (laughs) The coolest kindergartner. Yeah, if you're a millionaire when you're five, obviously you're going to wear, like, a French sweater. Viewers, viewers, viewers. If you don't know who Benjamin Tupperberg is, the coolest kindergartner in NYC... Nobody is still listening to this, (laughs) by the way. In XNYC, now the Hamptons, I presume. That's Melissa Wood and Noah Tupperberg's son. See, all the stuff we're saying requires so much backstory that nobody wants. (laughs) Alright, next DVD. Okay. Next, let's go with a little DVD called In the Town of Anatevka. Okay, you know it, you love it. It's the winner of three Oscars, including but not limited to Cinematography from the year 1971, a Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer production. Do you love it, though? Yeah, dude. Fiddler on the Roof. Dude, you loved that. I don't think anyone else loved that. Yeah, I loved it. That's why I picked it for my stack. My dirty stack. So... (laughs) There's a lot there's like a long informational flyer in this DVD surprising no one 
Um, that shit was 1971. That's kind of early. Like, it seems more modern than that. Does it? I don't know. It's about the shtetl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's not modern even remotely. Right. Um, This is kind of badass. The guy who played Tevya. Oh, my God. So we saw as an extended family, we went to see Fiddler on the Roof in Yiddish on Broadway, which was frankly brought many tears to my eyes. I thought it was incredible. And I've never (laughs) felt more connected to my heritage my entire life because I wasn't mitzvahed. Um, Wait. Can I delve into that a little bit? Please. Is that for real or are you just saying that? Wait, no, legit. When we were in that theater, just like surrounded by other Jews, like at least half of whom were like clearly Orthodox practicing Jews whose parents were like Holocaust aged. um, And they were like sobbing at the pogrom scene. And I was like, Oh my god, I feel so deeply tied to my Jewish ancestral roots right now. Wow. Did you not feel that? I mean, I actually did think it was a good production, but I didn't know you were going through that entire experience right next to me. That's amazing. Thank you, it was. <laughs> That's really beautiful <laughs> for me, personally. Um, but, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, Tevya was such a daddy in that production was he though yeah dude he was hot Liv ryan gets this <laughs> um, fellow podcaster Liv ryan you get this you get this ladies who gets this when tevya is an absolute baddie but he needs to wheel the cart home every day to buy enough milk for his kids i wish i could dance like those russian dudes who just come on and like yeah oh speaking of russian dudes if any of you are like this is objectively a terrible podcast speaking of russian dudes <laughs> ladies who gets this no if any of you <laughs> listen to my kieran episode Which you should, because it was awesome. Which you should, and Kieran already knows this, so I don't even know why I'm telling any of the rest of you this, but I talked extensively about my, like, Cyrillic Bergheim shirt that I didn't think was ever going to come, and guess what I got in the mail yesterday, like, three months later? Her sick-ass, dope-ass, chill-ass graphic tee. In Cyrillic, bitch, that says Bergheim, so I'm going to be cool as fuck when I walk down the street of Berlin when this is over and be like, fuck yes, I know shit. You guys can't see, but as she's saying this, she's doing what I would describe as finger guns. (laughs) (laughs) Those are not finger guns, dude. It's just my bad personality. Yeah, that tracks. Um, Anyway, so that's been a review of Fiddler. I'm looking at the cast list right now. There was not a single celebrity in this, and the guy who played Tevya has one name. It's just Topol. Wait, we didn't do this for the others, but maybe we should go back and do it. How many stars do you give Yiddler? Yiddler is very different than Fiddler. Fiddler on the Roof, the movie, I would give like two stars because it's extremely boring. Yiddler, the Broadway production, off-Broadway. Uh, on five. Broadway, on Broadway. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Broadway. Broadway. Uh, five. I actually had to watch Fiddler on the Roof in college, which is why higher education is worth money. <laughs> um... Yeah, five stars for Yiddler, two stars for Fiddler, the DVD. And one star for fucking Reading Rainbow that couldn't even cast me in the goddamn episode. Yeah, what the hell? Hollywood, am I right? Yeah, Jesus. All right. Typical. Predictable. 
I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna go with something. This is another shout out. So it should be really. Actually, never mind. Go ahead. Should I lump these together? Yeah. All right. <laughs> what Emma has is what we in the business call a triple threat trio, and I think it's very telling. All right. Here's the triple threat trio: Pop Pilates Total Body Workout with Cassie Ho, Dancing with the Stars Fat Burning Cardio Dance, and <laughs> Kathy Smith. Peel off the pounds Pilates. So this is like a three-tier layer of bootleg level workout instructional DVDs. Yeah, that I was doing in like fourth grade, which is like, why did, why was I trying to peel off the pounds when there were like 50 pounds to peel? Like, that seems like a red flag. But anyway. Yeah, that seems in a word bad. In a, in a word not good. Wait. That's not a word. Anyway. Oh, sweetie. That's why you need to get cast in that re- reading rainbow. So. <laughs> but instead you were like, I'm just going to... You know what? I think that's when everything changed for you. Let's set the stage. It's first grade. It's post 9-11. They're casting a reading rainbow episode in PS yes. 234. They say, that girl's wearing Hannah Anderson capris, so we're not going to put her on television. You spiral Two years later, you're thinking, I gotta get my paws on a Pilates DVD so I can peel off these pounds. And that's how we <laughs> wind up with the first of the three videos, which has got to be Kathy Smith, Peel Off the Pounds Pilates. I think that, no, you know what? I think I got Dancing with the Stars and Kathy Smith oh. at the same time, which was when I was like, I'm scared. Like, I want to exercise, but I feel like I'm too young and little to go to a gym because that's like for grownups. But like, I could just have a couple DVDs and have... Kathy Smith peeled the pounds off me. Anyway, the third one is Pop Pilates Total Body Workout with Cassie Ho. And I don't know if any of you guys, ladies, who gets this? I know Olivia Morphy gets this because she actually originally introduced me to this Cassie Ho lady. And I was really into her workouts for a while. Like, this was my Melissa 1.0 before yeah. I was a Melissa Wood stand. That's super true. I was a Cassie Ho stand. And... I remember, like, Tess and I and a couple other, like, people from our school went to a Cassie Ho meetup and did, like, a class with her. And the reason I actually got this DVD was because she was asking for volunteers to come to the front of the class and, like, demo it for this... I don't know if it was this DVD or another DVD. And in your head, when she called out, she was like, who wants to come up? Who wants to be on TV? Who wants to be on this DVD VHS? You were like, these reading rainbow motherfuckers are going to rue the day. So I peeled off the pounds with Kathy Smith and I went up to the stage and she personally handed me this DVD and my life has been not changed at all. But you're still obsessed with Pilates. I'm obsessed with Pilates, but in a different way. You know, Melissa's healthy about it. There's like a mind body approach to it. Whereas Cassie Ho, like, I don't know. Her mindset was very pushy. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) And just something to note, if this means anything to anyone, Kathy Smith, that DVD is from 2007, then we're moving right along to Dancing with the Stars, which is 2010, finally Papalati's 2013. That's a six-year spread, evenly dispersed. Think about that. And for any loyal listeners, you know I'm pretty, like, a Damon adherent to the Melissa plans. Do you mean adamant? (laughs) Pointed. Oh, You're no. Kidding, right? I would not kid you. Oh, Emma. So here's the thing. I've read like a decent number of books, so I know how things are spelled, but I've only talked to one or two people and that word has never come up. Yeah. Who so are I'd... the people? It's like me and 
Like yeah. Andy? I guess I talk. I don't think he ever said adamant. Oh, yeah. Andy's never said that word before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who are we kidding? Okay. Yeah. Next DVD. Um, let's go with... <laughs> that's really embarrassing. Yeah, that's humiliating. Um, it's actually crazy. I've definitely said that to other people before who've been too nice to Who have just, like, not been assholes. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you're, you, you're, your IQ is so low, you don't even know what that word sounds like. <laughs> You probably believe in QAnon. Uh, Which? I don't not. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Next DVD. Now, this is one that Emma actually picked for me. Um, I'm almost like, should I just read the blurb? And I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm not not doing that right now. Okay. First of all, there's a quote from A.O. Scott who taught my... Uh, Italian cinema class at Wesleyan University in the, I want to say spring of like 2019. Shout out as. Shout out AO. Um, his quote on the back of this DVD is, he's the film critic for the New York Times, rock and roll fans of every gender and generation will identify with this. Which is like, what do you mean? Will they Because <laughs> it's about like a girl rock band of... I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with The Runaways, if you're fucking cool at all. Um, <laughs> if I respected you in fifth grade. Yeah, if you give a single shit about 70s post-punk girl rock, pre-punk, I don't know. Um, then yeah, I think you've heard of a little band called The Runaways. I think you know a little bit of a song called Cherry Bomb. Anyway, so the blurb on the back is Kristen Stewart and Dakota Fanning star as Joan Jett and Cherie Curry in this music-fueled coming-of-age story of the groundbreaking all-girl rock band The Runaways. They fall under the Svengali-like influence of rock impresario Kim Fowley who turns the rebellious Southern California kids into a rock group with outrageous success. With its tough chick image and raw talent, the band quickly earns a name for itself, and so do its two leads. Joan is the band's pure rock and roll heart, while Cherie, with her Bowie Bardot looks, is the sex kitten. So, I was obsessed with this band, and our father got me this DVD <laughs> as a gift in, like, let's see, it came out in... I'm going to go 06, I want to no, say. No, it was later than that. No, oh, it couldn't have been in 06. Um, that's weird. It actually doesn't say on the back. I would guess like 2010, maybe. Um, producer Andy is not here to Google it. But um, it's rated R, and it's like pretty bad. And I think this is why I've grown up to be the brave, bicurious adult that I am today. I feel like you it did it was impactful on your young identity like definitely my my like 7th grade aesthetic. Yeah, this movie and what the fuck is the roller derby movie? Oh my god, Whip It starring fucking Drew Barrymore and Ellen Page. You were totally want to be punk for a second. I really was. Um and I didn't pull it off because I wanted it too badly. <laughs> yeah. And we had have like too stable of a home life. Um, Do we though? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right, Cameron, come on. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, but it's a sexy 
bad movie. It's 107 minutes, which is too short. Um, but it's it's hot. They don't make short movies anymore, do they? No, and I'm okay with that. Really? I feel Same a little more. bit blue-balled if I have to watch, like, an hour and a half movie. Really? Because, well, that's not always true. If I'm tired, it's like, yeah, I want to watch a short movie. But, like, in any other, in any other circumstance, I want two hours. Wait. No more, no less. Dumb question. Okay. <laughs> Are there movies anymore? Emma. What, what movies have been, like... Existing lately. <laughs> what do you... I don't know. Like, Queen and Slim. Like, a lot of stuff. What is that? That doesn't exist. Yeah, it does. Okay, wait. What has happened for the last six months? I'm so confused. Okay, so you've been blackout. Yeah, mostly. Um, but nothing has happened in your personal life. Nothing has happened in my personal life. Um... There is a lot, a lot, a lot of domestic and international political turmoil. Right. Um, I would say there's like 9 to 78 humanitarian crises. Um, some are here. Some are in South America. Some are in the Middle East. And then there's like a bunch that I don't know about. Okay. Got it. So what happened to movies? Like, are they still a thing? Yeah, there's still a thing. Um, so, some of them are dumb. You remember this. Some are some are bad. Some are good. Some are dumb. Some are smart. Okay, actual question though. Like, sure. has anything come out in the last six months? Yes, Netflix releases. Okay. Yeah, but are they even are are they even a thing? I mean, yeah. Okay. Should I stop talking? No. Okay. It's your podcast. It's my podcast. <laughs> never stop, never stopping. Which brings me to my next movie, the Justin Bieber story. Just kidding. Um, oh, psych. No, I think my next movie is going to be... Another gift from David. A little romance. So, funny thing about this movie, and it's not that funny. Anyway, thing about this movie, my favorite movie of all time for a solid minute there is another movie that goes by the name of A Little Romance, which is this, like, 1979 Diane Lane romantic comedy, and it's, like... Wait, what? Yeah, I wait. thought it was from, like, 2001. No, 1979. Holy Like, cow. it's two little kids that fall in love, and they live in Paris, and it's amazing, and her dad is a... Or her, like, gross stepdad is a movie director, and... She, he, she falls in love with this French boy and... Dude, you're so right. It's from 1979. I'm accurate as fuck, if nothing else. You just and... asked, are movies a thing? <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't inaccurate in asking that question. Oh my god, The Runaways is from 2010. I love that. Sorry, not important. Catch me outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Um... And they run away to Venice together, and they ki- they have to kiss under the Bridge of Sighs, and it's the most romantic thing you've ever seen. In addition to the movie Little Manhattan, those are the two most romantic movies. Maybe that's what I was thinking of when I said 2001. Probably. Yeah, that was also... Is that Josh Hutcherson? Jo- yep. Oh exactly. my god, he was so cute when we were like 12. That movie will break your heart a thousand times over. It's amazing. Are you anyway. thinking of Bridge to Terabithia? Oh, that one too. That one too. But I am thinking of Little Manhattan. Like it is so beautiful, and a, and um, a little romance is very much like that. But the like 
Parisian Venetian version, and it was like late seventies, and it's amazing. Anyway, the DVD in question, however, the DVD in question is another movie that goes by a little romance that's still in its original plastic wrap because clearly I never watched this version because. I very specifically asked my dad as a kid to buy me a little romance so I could like imagine what it could be like to have a boyfriend and instead he buys me this like porno maybe? Porno starring (laughs) Marsha Cross of Desperate Housewives theme. (laughs) Alright, this is what it is. It also says Polly Draper and I'm pretty sure that's a character from Mad Men. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's fictional. So... Anna Kidwell is a sexy, free spirit and independent clothing designer who works hard and plays hard. Vibe goals, vibe goals, vibe goals. She meets her match in photographer and serial bachelor Nick Evans as both of them turn up the personal fires, but neither wants to commit in this romantic drama. Period. Also starring Polly Draper, period. Who is a character from Mad Men. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally, I still... It's also, I wish you guys could see the cover, um... They paid, like, a 17-year-old $4 to make, like, an Adobe Paint or Adobe Photoshop image of, like, I guess Marsha Cross that they found on Shutterstock. It's definitely, like, knockoff Sex in the City vibes. Yeah. Which I wouldn't not watch. And the quote from A.O. Scott. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. A sweet film anchored by an edgy, delicate performance that reminded me of cooled out Ron Silver. Smart lines and a good eye, dot, dot, dot. You know what? Maybe we should watch this. Yeah, it sounds actually pretty good. This kind of feels like our new assignment. Anyway, that's the movie that we haven't watched, so I will not give it any stars, because I don't know. Absolutely. Okay. So, this flick, um, I actually don't know what it's about. Because we're so good at this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This was a good idea, right? Um, Anyway, the movie's called What About Bob? And it's rated PG. And it's starring Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfuss. So ostensibly, it's like a goofy comedy. CBS TV New York calls it, and I quote, howlingly funny. And Emma really liked this movie as a kid. So we... And we owned the DVD because we probably got it at, like, Blockbuster or whatever. No, actually. (laughs) Sorry. Oh. Former friend of the pod and former guest, Sarah Ballard, got it for us. Oh. And she thought it was hilarious. Ipso facto, as a child, I had to think, like, I definitely was like, oh, I'm sophisticated. I know what's funny. I think this is funny. Well, I don't know what, I don't know what it's about, but I just know that, like, they would make us, or, like, Emma and Sarah would be like, let's watch this movie at least, like, three times a summer. And I just had to leave because I was like, this is making me cripplingly depressed. Like, (laughs) I feel such a profound hopelessness and sadness about being in the world because we're watching this film and I would have to leave. And to this day, I've never seen it. um, And I don't think that I could handle it. Question about related question. So 
I think I like Bill Murray as as much as the next guy, but like people love. Can Bill you Murray. explain the phenomenon behind the like cult? I don't know if it's a thing anymore. I feel like this was like a 2012, 2016 yeah. range hipster thing. Yes. To, like be over the top obsessed with him, but like, what's the deal? Okay, Seinfeld. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> what's the deal with Bill Murray? Nice, dude. Um. I don't really know. I mean, I think it's sort of like a living legend status thing. Um, but it was a very specific and okay. obsession. Here's here's what I would say. I think um, there's like... And... So he's a comedy guy, obviously. Was he on SNL? Yeah. I don't know shit. Don't look at me. I think he was a cast... I should... I guess I should know this. There was a point in time where I was, like, obsessed with SNL. And I was, like, whatever. And now we're, like, the fucking mainstream media. Yeah, we're now like we're lamestream. so woke. Wake up, sheeple. Anyway. Um, he's a comedy legend. He's has, like, the good guy factor of um, Tom Hanks. True. And he has an illustrious... He has the illustrious career of... Um, who the fuck am I thinking of? Robin Williams. Um, but then he's also in all those Wes Anderson movies. So he has like the art boy, fuck boy contingent who's like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Two things I've never associated with one another. Wes Anderson and fuck boys. Say more. What? Say more. Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> Wait, are you kidding? Wes Anderson is like... The quintessential, essential, um, like, fuckboy, um, stock answer to, like, who's your favorite film director. Okay, I feel like maybe... I think we have different contexts for fuckboy because you know Michigan fuckboys and I know Wesleyan fuckboys. I feel like you've networked in a separate circuit of fuckboys if you think Wes Anderson is, like, the go-to. Yeah. It's like Wes Anderson, Quentin Tarantino, and like, I don't know. Okay. Another guy. I mean, respect. Like, I respect those directors. So, like, sure. Call me a fuckboy. No, don't. <laughs> and I won't. <laughs> um, Respectfully disagree. But that's my analysis of the Bill Murray obsession. So that's why it's like okay. basic white boy Williamsburg 2010 yes. yupsters were like swabbing on his knob so much. Before, because of the, the convergence <laughs> of those three identities. Before swabbing your nose was a thing, people were <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Um, Am I the least funny person ever? No. Should I have a podcast? No. Also, no. <laughs> Sorry, but you Definitely can take multitudes. <laughs> All right, you're All right. up. Okay. I'm going to go with fan favorite. And by fan, I mean me favorite. Am I right, ladies? Yeah. Who gets this? <laughs> Julie and Julia starring the I legend. actually fucking love this movie. I fuck with Julie and Julia. So... Julie and Julia, written for screen and directed by Nora Ephron, based on two true stories, starring Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Um, So I feel like I'm kind of um, harping on the same people, but Olivia also recently recommended I read Nora Ephron, and 
I love, love, love her writing. And a lot of it brings me back to watching Julie and Julia, which always reminded me a lot of Gretchen, our grandmother, and Sarah, who, friend of the pod, Sarah, who's a guest, guest of the, of the pod. pod. Yeah. And reading Nora Ephron's books, I'm totally transported. And I just, I love the way that this combines, like, cooking and France and other bitch <laughs> pursuits. And it's Meryl Streep and Amy Adams and Nora Ephron, so what's not to love, you know? Honestly, the thing that's not to love is Amy Adams' cocksucking character in this movie. Oh, yeah, we actually... She's so annoying. We rewatched not that long ago, and she's, like, insufferable, but I still... I mean, I love this movie. Also, Stanley Tucci, my God. (laughs) Him and Meryl together on the big screen, forget it. I could watch it all day. Devil Wears Prada. We should have put that in our our DVD. Oh, my gosh, wait. Yeah, totally. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that would be an honorary DVD stack member. But yeah. um, this was a good era for feel-good family flicks. Yes. Wasn't it? I love it. I rewatched it with my friend Sarah and her mother last summer. Um, Actually, do you remember after we watched this movie, I was so obsessed. I was like, yeah. similar to Amy Adams' characters character in this movie. But you idolize like the worst, most narkish, like virgin annoying girls in these movies. Whoa. Am I being way too harsh? A little bit. Can but you also, cut that from the pods if people think I'm nice? No one thinks you're nice, it's fine. Okay. Just kidding. Um no <laughs> but I remember watching this in like the big meal and this whole movie was like she needs to cook this like buff bourguignon for was it Ruth Reichel or who is the like It was for um like some, Julia's editor. It was like the New York Times food editor and she had to cook it at yeah. her house and she fucked it up. But I went home after this and with Sarah I was like, oh, I'm going to make both bourguignon, and it's, it's going to be this whole thing, and then, of course, Sarah basically ended up making it for me, but anyway, that's this movie. Great movie. 4.8 out of 5. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Cam's texting, so I'm going to nominate her next movie. For okay. Her. Sorry, I just have a plethora of friends. Um, God damn it. Cut that, cut that. Okay, so Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde, Bigger, Bolder, Blonder. The inspiration for my Halloween costume in 2009. See, this is another relic of the past. It came out in 2003, approximate runtime, an hour and 35 minutes. Think about that. Movies felt less of a pressure to be self-important back then, you know? It could just be what it was. Okay, no. I don't think that's true of movies back then. I think that's <laughs> true of Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Fair enough. Touche. Um, but, yeah, we really fucked with this movie. Is Sally Field in this? Yeah, she's like the bitch The villain. Judge. Who's like, Say Magnifique wants me up in Connecticut on Wednesday. Who's Say Magnifique? The shampoo brand that they're fucking suing in this movie. God damn it, didn't you watch it? <laughs> uh, I don't know, I have a low IQ. But... True. This is a story of female friendship. This is a story about the power of sexuality and femininity. <laughs> this is a story about Luke Wilson. Name one way in which this is a story about sexuality. Wait, because... 
Elle whores her way into Harvard Law School. Oh, that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, so here, this is kind of the catch with us just picking the random DVDs we had on the shelf, which is like, we have the second one. And I know why that was, because like when all the DVD and video stores were closing, the one near us was closing, they were like, oh, we're going to sell you a bunch of our like... Crap. Crap DVDs. And I was like, okay, I love Legally Blonde. I guess I'll just own the second one and watch that five billion times. <laughs> and we did. And, and that we did. Um, You know what was really fucking weird? So obviously we were obsessed with this movie, thus we were obsessed with Reese Witherspoon and still are at Big Little Lies. Um, you and I used to, and we could unpack this, used to go on like our shared family laptop <laughs> in like 2007 and just Google image search Reese Witherspoon. And there was this one photo of her that has like kind of stock photo vibes. It's like a black and white up close cropped <laughs> facial portrait. Um, and we would be like, she is so pretty. We would just Google her to look at this one photo. We would stare at it and be like, she is so beautiful. Her chin is so pointy. She is the cutest little chin. And we were like eight. Wait, are you sure I did this with you? Yes. I have zero memory of this. Okay, you were the one that I have like two childhood memories. This is one of them. (laughs) You were obsessed. With how pointy her chin was, you were like, her chin is amazing. I'm gonna look at this DVD cover because, like, what? I I specifically was able to pick out her pointy chin as a child. Not not on the DVD cover on the Google image. What? Calm down. You're overcompensating, and everyone knows it. (laughs) This is not. She does have a pointy chin. Even blonder than the first. Anyway, that's enough. I kind of want to watch this after this now. I'd consider it. And Cam dressed up as Elle Woods for Halloween, which I guess like every basic bitch in America has done. So like, lame. Yeah. All right. This is, oh wait, what do we, how many stars do we give that? Uh, like two. I'd give the first one five. Oh, Cam just found the picture. Maybe that's why I always wanted side bangs. Like she's super cute and has side bangs. Is her chin pointy? I don't know. I guess it's fine, but it, I wouldn't even, like, adult me wouldn't necessarily pick it out as, like, the feature. But kids are freaks. Kids, kids stay freaky. Kids be freaks. <laughs> Dude, we were obsessed. Now that you show me that picture, though, it is coming back. Like, yeah, I know, do you remember I, this? I recognize the picture. I don't remember specifically, like, dwelling on it's it. It's not something we did all the time, but we did it, like, more than once. And our dad went on to his, like, laptop and it's like god damn it why are all my google recommendations <laughs> reese witherspoon's chin <laughs> fucking freak kids freaking freak show okay my last dvd is not a single dvd but rather a box set which is 30 rock season one which was wow this, like honestly i love how specific of an era all our dvds are because that was like the years in which you would buy dvds yeah. from like i'm so weak because Anyone who has made the choice to listen to this podcast episode is going to be like, guys, <laughs> you have like what the one fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, but I do agree with you. 
If anyone is wondering that thing, that very thing, Cam came up with this concept. Yeah, this was my idea, and I'm being, like, weirdly mean at that thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I executed on it, but this was, like, mostly yeah. you're doing. We but... also picked, like, 19 DVDs. Maybe this should be the last one. All right. Well, 30 Rock season one, five out of five stars. 30 Rock was my fucking shit. Yeah, it really was. And this is probably, like... <laughs> Actually, Liz, the character of Liz Lemon explains so much of your personality from the years like 2006 through 2016 that was low-key what I was probably going for because I actually there was a solid minute in my life which encompassed those exact years in which I was trying to emulate Liz Lemon's life like for a very long time like lonely single television writer and producer oh I wouldn't say lonely and single I certainly wasn't trying to emulate single but like there we were um, <laughs> no, so, no, for a very long time, I wanted to be a TV writer because I saw it in 30 Rock and I was like, that is cool as shit. Like, I want that to be my job, which to be fair, it is cool as shit, but I know you want that to and be And then your I job. simply stole your dream. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say our like 2005 movie review segment is pretty we we kind of we kind of hit our marks on that you know yeah. what I mean like I yeah. think you guys get the gist of it come on over we've got a great DVD we have selection. a lot of DVDs we didn't even scratch the surface you guys I want to know like how scared were you guys of Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away that shit fucked me up forever it, it was really the pigs the parents turning into pigs. I want to circle back to a point earlier really quickly. I know we're wrapping up here, but like... <laughs> Cam's like, if you fuck, fucking circle back one more time, I'm going to murder you. Bear in mind, this whole podcast is your idea, so... Okay. <laughs> Are, have movies even been a big thing during quarantine? Like, have you spent your concentration focus on watching movies? No. Same. I'm like, what movies My attention span is very, very short in general, but now more than ever. Now more than ever. To be fair, I think... That's why they came up with Instagram reels. <laughs> They're like, you're not going to watch an hour and a half long movie. How about you watch... I will say if, and like, the cinema was already like dying at the hands of Netflix prior to COVID, um, and now like with any business, it's like, they're just losing so much money and I feel like people are going to be scared to do stuff in public again but I'm like if going to the movies like capital G capital mm-hmm. M is just done as we know it I would be so sad, sad. yeah I know it, because that is life's same. greatest privilege tub of popcorn what better got a hole in the bottom you know what I'm talking about just hand kidding. stuff over the pants <laughs> Under the corn, over the pants. Those reclining seats at 86th Street. You know what I'm talking about. Fellas, you get this. Fellas, you ever <laughs> lean your chair back and you're right next to a fucking stranger who's doing the same thing and it's like, babe, are you going to hold me or what's up? Have you heard of the novel coronavirus? Because we be getting it. Any hoozy woozy. What's what's on the agenda for you? How's your apartment search going in the big the big easy? Um, not what the city is called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what that's just what I call you, am I right, fellas? I wish. Um <laughs> anyone who's interested, by the way, 
you're I'm I'm good with that. Hit her um, line. Hit my line. My number is one eight hundred cool girl. Cars for kids. <laughs> oh no. Um, oh god. My apartment search is going medium. I've never done one before, so I don't really know. You're. I'm just a kid. An actual infant. Yeah. I I can't with you, but. I'm a kid. All right. Thanks for tuning in today. I feel like we've really done done the work. If you stuck with us till the end, get a fucking hobby. Get a fucking job for once in your life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't land. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Please check out some of the movies we recommended and today. And follow at Slimmerberger on Twitter. And like all her tweets. And watch A Little Romance. All right. Over and out. Bye. Bye.